Want a weekly news podcast that keeps you informed but doesn't take itself too seriously? Subscribe to Fake the Nation, an Earwolf podcast hosted by comedian Nagin Farsad. Every Thursday, Nagin invites her favorite comedians, writers, and policy buffs to dish on the news of the week. And just this week, they recorded a special live episode of the show featuring Earwolf favorites John Hodgman and John Fugelsang that you can listen to right now. The conversations are loose-lipped, insightful, and smart. That's right. You'll keep up with the current events while laughing through the pain. Find Fake the Nation on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Put your hands together. 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 Cameron Esposito. Hooray! Hooray! I wore a hat all day, and I and Rhea said I had to shower, and I, I didn't. said you could because my hair was so flat. But I risked it, and here I am to tell the tale. Unshowered hair. Wow, this audience is Into not it. on board. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Are you new? What's happening? Why are you so... There feels like... Isn't there... Am I nuts? Did there used to be a row here? Yeah, there was. What happened to that row? I miss them so much. You're great. You all deserve to be front row. But there used to be a whole row of seats, and it made me feel very, you know, held as a performer. Sure, And yeah. now you're so far away, you know? Right. And I just really... I just... I just... You know, it's just terrible. It's obviously awful. So... Again... <laughs> They are on our side. Sure, yeah. And immediately won over. They're into it. Rhea, how was your day today? Um, it was pretty good. I can't, I, what did I do? I recorded a podcast. Today. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That was what uh-huh. I did. Uh, what about your day? Uh, I was talking to somebody. They said, you know, I used to hate gay people. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's a... Uh... So then I had to do a lot of work that I didn't fun. get paid for. Yeah, fun, fun con- conversation. What the fuck started. are you supposed to do in that situation? Don't say Thank that to you. someone. Thank you. Great job. But like, uh, that's really what they wanted was for me to be like, no, because I was like, oh yeah, and then you met a, uh, some cool gay people and they were like, no. What I realized was all human beings had inherent value and I was like, oh my God. Whoa. Oh my God. You know when you're having a conversation with someone, they say something terrible, you start physically backing away and it seems that they don't notice oh yeah because i was i just could tell my body posture was immediately like cover arms with to cover body with arms like an x like you're in a casket and back out of the room vampire protecting your vitals you know you're a vampire uh yeah that was terrible thing that happened to me today i'm sorry about Uh, that i didn't even it was also after i had talked to somebody for like an hour sure oh yeah that's a great just kicker at the end yeah like where this was great you know what i used to hate gays i just i thought oh and then you talked to me no not at all no you weren't it it wasn't you but then they also said this was pretty recently that i changed my opinion about five years ago (laughs) 
I, yeah, it was, because also then I realized, like, oh, I thought we were talking to each other, but you were talking to, like, a gay exactly. person. They, they were like, I can't believe you read, like, swiping through my body. <laughs> oh, it's just a mirage. Um, so that was fucking bizarre. It's pretty fun to be, like, a gold star on someone's wall. Oh, I talked to a gay today. I'm sure they're having the opposite of this conversation. Congratulations, you talked to me! A gay! I feel like they're having the opposite of this conversation at home tonight. Just like, no, you won't believe it. I did actually a great job. (laughs) I made someone feel super safe because at the end of an hour-long conversation with them, I said, you know, I used to hate gays. And I felt like that was me saying, this has been a great conversation <laughs> between individuals. <laughs> that was, so that was terrible. I was so mad. I also didn't, you know, I didn't say... Don't be an angry lesbian, though. Come on. No, now. you're right. You can't be. Careful. Especially, this was a man that said this keep to me. Keep it tamped So down. he should just, I'm just like, keep talking, keep talking. Tell me all your you're thoughts. You're important to me. You know, I had to say that a lot. <laughs> I need you. Um, even though I don't, I don't need him. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I should. I. It was so conversational that I, you know, I didn't get to say what I should have said, which is just stop. Hammer and time. Never say yes. <laughs> Sorry. Stop, and you have to hammer time. <laughs> you have to. Do 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 fuck out of here. There was an earthquake last night in the middle of the night. Did you feel it? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. It, what it felt like was our bed wiggling all around. Did oh, you okay. feel that? No, I did not no. feel that. I think you did. I heard you moving around. All right, around. well, you would know me better than I do, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also, when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, Rio was like so loud in the night. But then I Wait, knew why you were. Wait, you said that to were. me? No, I said it to me in my own head. Oh, okay. Oh, Rio was so loud in the night. Because I, op- I got woken up by... <laughs> The wiggly bed, and then uh, sure. a couple hours later, you were banging around, but then I knew what had happened, because there was evidence. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> this is what happens when two people in the household have periods. You, you know when you should forgive middle-of-the-night banging, because there's just a pair of underwear in the sink. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there was just a pair of underwear in the sink. So you were mad, 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 looked in the sink. Oh, oh never mind. they didn't mean it. <laughs> they didn't mean it. They were loud because they needed to get something real quick. And <laughs> no, I, did, I was actually like super nice because the underwear also was just <laughs> draped on half the sink. Like, no, it wasn't. It was squarely in the sink. And I didn't turn the water on no. as to not wake you up. Uh, number one, it was not squarely in the yes, sink. Yes, it was. Number two, I put I was one like squirt. LeBron James fading away from behind uh, the basketball. Apparently, Oof. LeBron is now terrible at basketball and misses all the time because it was not in the sink. It was like near the sink, but I picked it, it up. <laughs> I picked it up. I slam dunked it into the sink like the greatest basketball of all, basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Boo. <laughs> um, I and then I, you know what I did? For you, because I love what? you. I put one little pump of hand soap, <laughs> pulled up the drain, and I put a bunch of water in there. Well, thank you, dear. Soaked it right up. Thank you for cleaning my underwear and telling this audience of people about it. You're welcome. I appreciate you. You're welcome. 
I did get up in like that very um, just period induced like anger falling around. Like I got up and was like, God damn it. Oh God. Just running. Yeah. You were loud as fuck. I was trying not to, but I was so mad that I was just going like, just bouncing around. I'm just like, these aftershocks are happening (laughs) later and they are louder than the original thing. Yeah. I didn't know earthquakes could give you your period. You were all (laughs) knocked it loose. (laughs) That's what I was implying, yeah. <laughs> well, I was finishing it. Thank you, yeah, thank you for... Very rude. <laughs> Rhea! Cameron! Can I tell you something I'm thinking Please about? Please do. It's very... It's, I would say, a step beyond where we've already got. Oh, boy. One, one time, step beyond. One time very early. Look, since then, it's not like this has never happened. I just haven't known what to do. But... One time in a very early relationship that I was okay. in, uh, we were long distance. We weren't seeing each other a lot. Uh-huh. And then we met up, and then we were like, oh, well, we got to have sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we both had our periods. Y- yeah. We were at a hotel room. All right. I see where and... this is going. <laughs> you know? I'm the hotel cleaning staff. How many people were trying to climb out of here on their hands and knees? <laughs> so there's a lot of handprints in here. <laughs> what happened and where are all these bodies? <laughs> How do you clean blood off of a Keurig? Bleach! Oh, okay. <laughs> Eggs at the time. I know, but I was trying to make a joke. I know, it was a good joke. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what else did I write down? Oh, you don't know the Dawson's Creek theme song. I do. No. Oh. Last night I was trying to say to Rhea a joke. You showed me a joke. I showed on Rhea. Your phone. Well, I Cameron had s- has this. Sometimes <laughs> I'll open the door to a room and she'll go, it's this and just shove this her phone in my face. This is true. I'm previewing a tweet and I show my wife, who I trust. I go, what would you change? And we do a quick writing sesh. Yeah. Well, first I interview. I'm like, I'm like, what are your qualifications? And I just make sure that you're the right person to For kind of... Job. Yeah, I just want to make sure if I'm building out a writer's room of two people, you know, that we have like good flow together. Flow. <laughs> silly it is good to be silly yeah yeah last night i showed ria the what i believe is the perfect tweet (laughs) which was uh to the dawson's creek theme song lena lena waith rainbow cape on her shoulders that's funny (laughs) you're young you don't know what this show is but what happened was a boy with a haircut that went straight in the middle He lived near Body of Water. He had these friends. One, his wife, is going to have an affair in the future. 
No, you're, you're, no you're, this creek is winding. No, that's such a good joke. But you have to have knowledge of both the television show The Affair and also Dawson's Creek. So yeah, yeah, you gotta know Someone that. on the podcast will Look, really if you like are a fan joke. of The Mighty Ducks, you may remember this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, this also, too complicated. Um, I think you also have a note that says, farted on a cyclist. <laughs> I knew that would work. Well, I was walking today. Uh, sure. <laughs> Do tell. And I tried so hard not to fart. But I farted. <laughs> okay. It was so loud. <laughs> sure. Probably because you were trying not to. I was, well, because I was in public walking up one of those mountains over here. <laughs> around somewhere around here. And over in Griffith. And I was like walking, and then I <laughs> looked do- behind me to be like, "What snake was that?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the coyotes <laughs> tooting. <laughs> what kind of whoopee cushions out here on this trail? You know, I looked her behind me, and there was a cyclist, and this was—I was on an incline. So this poor person is already like. <sighs> And then they're just like looking at me. Eye contact. Fuck you, but I am gonna push through. Great. (laughs) This person's telling that story at home right right now. now. At the end, then they farted on me. I said, I didn't even used to like gay people. (laughs) You used to be a cyclist. Did you ever get farted on? Constantly. It's no, really but just like, a bike lane of toots. <laughs> but you were when we met. You were a year-round cyclist in I Chicago. I was, yeah. Uh-huh. Even in the very, very cold weather. Yeah, I rode in the rain and the snow with a. <laughs> did you wear balaclava? Yes, I did, and I enjoyed baklava. <laughs> um, I bought ski goggles for Marshall. But you Marshalls. can't eat that when you've got that on because no, it's got no you, mouth it hole. It doesn't have a hole for the baklava. So, <laughs> gotta cut an extra hole in your balaclava for your baklava. <laughs> or you gotta put it in through the eyes. <laughs> Make some sort of snorkel situation. That's what I'm talking about. A baklava <laughs> snorkel. Leave it out there. Boom. All right, Boom. Shark Tank, if you're Boom. listening. I've got there you are, you. Michael Jordan doing a ton of dunks. <laughs> With period underwear? Went to a baklava snorkel. Oh. Bald. I'm talking about how he's got... What I'm trying to do is bother you by <laughs> saying that another basketball player might be good. Okay. Because I know that you have so much affection for a LeBron James. I do like LeBron and James And I'm trying to get your goat. Yeah, you are trying to get my goat. One person got that. I also got that joke. Great. (laughs) Greatest of all time. Okay. No, I I understand what you're saying. Just saying it again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did we have a final thing to talk about? Well, no. I was asking you about when you were a cyclist and you were your own cyclist. We did have one last thing to talk about. What was it? (laughs) Which is how we spent our Saturday. Oh. (laughs) Well, sure. (laughs) Did you do anything over the weekend, Rhea? <laughs> well, on Saturday, we just kind of hung out, and um, I have a medical marijuana card, so sometimes we use that on occasion. 
and medically. We did. You know, because we were experiencing some serious anxiety. And then you were saying some amazing things, which is, I'm, I can't even remember how we got into it, but you called, you said something. I don't even know how we, this even came up. Do you remember how it came up? Well, I was talking about an adult man. I know that much. Yeah, you were talking about an adult man. We were watching something. What were we watching? Oh, baseball. <laughs> okay, yes. And I was so, and I got so sad because here's the thing. I need a lot of stimulation of lights and sounds and, act, and activities if I have had anything medical at all. I need there to be a lot of action. One time, sure. some friends rented a party bus and went to the ocean, and we were all medical, you know, the whole time. <laughs> and we got out there, and they all went like, the ocean, this is so great. And I went like, no! And I, then they had to put me back on the party bus, essentially by myself, turn on all the lights and sounds. Yeah. And I just went like, this is great. This feels good. It was I like Kelly this. Clarkson yeah. on a loop. Yeah, I was just, was just holding on to the pole. Spin, I was just spinning. Yeah, I, that's what I need. So I need a lot of uh, stimulation. Uh, something I know about myself in that zone. So we were watching baseball game, and there was n- and Not nothing was happening. Nothing was happening as usual. No, I watch baseball enough now to know that sometimes something is happening. It's very subtle, but it's happening. The guys are going. Oh, should we take him out? <laughs> it is a lot of decisions. <laughs> they go, what are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> Then the guy that's up top of the mound <laughs> pitching, uh-huh. the pitcher, up top. he goes like... <laughs> what the hell was that? That was... <laughs> What's his name that we were watching tonight? Corey Kluber? From Cleveland Baseball. Okay. Disgusting. Your mouth probably tastes awful all the time. Anyway. (laughs) Stop licking your hands so much. But I don't care if it gives you better grip on the ball. You're eating a bunch of dirt, and I don't like it. Um, But yeah, this particular game, there really was nothing happening at all. Mm -hmm. I got into such a dark place. Yeah, you did. I got so sad. I started covering. I started having to give myself tunnel vision with hands and I'm saying Rhea we have to put something else on an action movie Rhea put an action movie on quickly aliens Rhea put on aliens Rhea you had the box yeah you're about to put aliens I was about to put aliens on Rhea into the little thing Bob yep (laughs) the aliens player then you know what happened (laughs) (laughs) then you know what happened what happened Uh oh a home run happened. Then I was so happy. I was like, ah, everything's happening now. <laughs> yeah, all of the things. There's so much action. A bunch of people were really happy. They went, oh, yes. <laughs> A bunch of people were mad. The pitcher went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of more action. Anyway, then I didn't freak out. But I think we were talking about the men. That play baseball. Yeah. Baseball players. <laughs> and I think I was saying, that's somebody's baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think you were saying, yeah, true. And then I was like, and that's somebody's baby's 
baby. <laughs> Which at the time felt like a real revelation. <laughs> sure. That was kind of like, I think you just say, that's my son. Yeah, and I was like, true, that's how you could say it, but this is a more interesting way to think about human relationships. That's somebody's baby's baby. <laughs> and then that's also somebody's baby's baby's baby. <laughs> and you can just keep going. <laughs> like Ray looking for her parents. So many, what I like about what's happened here up top is that there have been a couple times everybody laughed at once, but there have been a lot of times where individually everybody really got a joke. <laughs> and I don't want you to think I don't appreciate that. You know, as comics, we sure. put too much value on when everyone laughs at once. But it's nice sometimes if everybody's just real quiet, one person goes, yeah. <laughs> it's valuable. Uh, Rhea, should we start a show? I think we should. Um, well, I just want to say before we get the show started that, like, honestly, it's so nice toasting this show with you uh -huh. because, like, I used to hate gay people. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm happy for you. And then I felt differently about that, and then a bunch of years later, I met you. <laughs> You're not really related to my opinion about gay people at all. <laughs> Just used to hate them. Anyway. Happy to help your opinion of gay people. Yes. Uh, friends, how are we doing? Yes? <laughs> oh, well, great news. I'm glad you're doing so well because we've got a fantastic show starting with this first comic who's a friend of both of ours. Wow, what an achievement. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, will you please put your hands together for Blake Wexler? Give it up for Blake. Uh, hello, I'm Blake. All right, I um, good. Okay then. Uh, okay then. I um, I have roommates. Anybody else? Anyone with the roommates? Who's rich? Who else is very rich? Um, I have roommates. Uh, I'm very wealthy. I'm independently wealthy in that I'm independent from wealth. Uh, who needs it? Not daddy, huh? Um, so I have roommates, and um, I live with my best friend Chris, and we recently, um, our third roommate moved out, so we had to go on Craigslist to find another one. And uh, if you don't know what Craigslist is, uh, this guy named Craig, um, he made a list of perverts that you can live with. And he put it on the internet. It's great. You got to check it out. Uh, don't go near it. Um, it's insane. Like, do not live with a stranger. Never. What are, what are you, out of your minds? Don't live with a stranger. And I should have known better, because uh, I went to, um, when I was in college, my freshman year, I lived with a stranger. And um, I, uh, I went to a college. It's called Emerson College. And um, if you, uh, few of you know what it is, um, if, if you don't know what Emerson is, um, Emerson is a, a private institution for gay Jews. And it's, it's in Boston, and it was the best four years of my life. So it's accredited. It's an accredited gay Jewish institution. So it's amazing. Four years. Um, 
So I uh, I went to Emerson and like uh, like a lot of people who um, uh, a lot of colleges like you get matched up with someone to live with your freshman year like you usually don't know who they are and um, the way they send you like a very extensive uh, questionnaire in order to match you up um, to with who to live with and the questionnaire said um, the first question was uh, are you clean and uh, the next question was do you stay up late and that was the end of the questionnaire that was the whole thing. <laughs> That was the whole thing. And then they match you up with a stranger to live with. And it's just like, oh, so there's going to be like a wall, right, in between us when we sleep? No. What, are you out of your minds? No. You're going to sleep two feet away from one another, and you're going to watch each other sleep, and you will do it. Uh, It'll be a rush, and it'll be scary at the same time. So you watch each other sleep. and uh, so when I got, I was really nervous because um, it's my first time. Uh, I'm originally from Philadelphia, so I was going to a new city and I was going to a new experience. And I didn't know if my roommate was going to be cool or not. I was really nervous to meet him. And uh, I met my roommate. And his name was Ryan. And he was awesome. He was the coolest guy. He was the best. I loved Ryan. And I felt just so relieved. And the first day of school, we just hung out, you know, the whole day. And uh, we were going to go to bed at night. And I turned to Ryan. I, got, I was like a little, you know, like emotional. I'm just like, Ryan, man, oh, you're, you're the best. I'm so nervous, Ryan. You are the you are the greatest. I'm so happy about you, Ryan. And he turned to me and goes, Yeah, man, you know, like you're you're great too. It's gonna be a really cool semester. And then we uh, we go to bed, and two hours later, uh, Ryan had this thing called a night terror. And if you don't know what a night terror is, a night terror is when you sleep in such a scary way, you terrify the night. <laughs> It's what it is. Uh, you know, the night, the scariest thing on earth. You sleep so horrifyingly. The night's like, ah! Like, it is horrifying. So I didn't know what a night terror was. I grew up in a safe home. So... <laughs> like, a few, like an hour and a half, two hours of the night, uh, Ryan just raises up out of bed like the undertaker out of a coffin. And then his dead eyes just snap to me. And he starts screaming, there's a baby! There's a baby! And uh, I, I didn't know what that was. I was so scared. I was so scared. I continue to be scared. I was, was horrifying. And, and so I'm, I, I don't know what a night terror is. So like, I, like my, my legs are like hanging over the side of the bed. I'm like, oh, where's the, where's the baby? You know, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to contribute to the, the baby situation. And, he, and he's just looking at me. He goes, the baby! There's a baby! And I, like, lift my legs up, like, over the bed. You know, I don't know if it bites. Like, I'm just trying to, if they can climb. And he's screaming, the baby! And I, I'm like, oh, my God, like, let's find the baby. And I was so, so, so scared because of, uh, there's, there's two ways this, uh, this could have gone. Um, one, uh, Ryan, who I thought was the best, is criminally insane and is going to kill me. Uh, that's situation one. Uh, the other way this could go is uh, there is a baby, which also very concerning. So I'm like, oh, right, let's, let's grab it. Let's grab it. It's quick. And uh, he's like, oh, the baby. And then uh, the, most, the scariest part of the whole thing is in the middle of the, the baby tirade, Ryan just stares at the wall and doesn't move for 30 seconds, which is a while. That's a really long time to st- stare at a wall during the baby uh, escapade. So... And then he, he snaps back to me and he goes, the baby's under the bed! I'm like, ah! So he runs over the bed. I swear to God, this is a true story. And he flips the bed over with me in it. He was the strongest man. He was so strong. 
and and I'm like crawling up the bed like a scared hamster, you know, like oh, I gotta get my footing. And what do I have if not my footing? And <laughs> and I roll out of bed and I'm laying there and I'm I'm crying. I'm sobbing in a way like not in like a masculine like oh I have to get through this hard time. I was sobbing. My hair was soaked. I like I wasn't wearing mascara, but my tear ducts were creating it somehow. You know, like I feel like it was coming down my face. And Ryan just goes back to his bed and goes to sleep. <laughs> the next morning, uh, oh, wait, not even the next morning. My whole life has just been one continuous day since then. There was no, I haven't slept since. Uh, so Ryan just stretches and he gets, he's getting out of bed and like he looks so rested. He looks insultingly rested. And. Ryan looks at me, and he just goes, oh, what's up, man? How'd you sleep? And I go, not well. I did not sleep well at all, man. Uh, you remember screaming at me last night? And he goes, what are you talking about? Oh, and I'm like, maybe this will ring a bell. There's a baby! There's a baby! And he goes, dude, you sound insane. And uh, then I tried to transfer schools after that. And, uh, but Emerson was the best, and you guys were the best. And have a great night. I'm Blake Wexler. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I am going to keep the show going, but I do have to admit one thing about myself, which is that I get night terrors. <laughs> and one night, I, w I was, uh, it made sleepovers very interesting. Um, and I was staying at my friend's house, and I got up. She had, like, an interior door, like most houses have, that... <laughs> open concept, no doors. We're very hippie here. Anyway... Uh, but the door was a hollow interior door and somebody had slammed it open because that's the kind of neighborhood I grew up in. And it had a big hole from the doorstop on the wall. And so in the middle of the night, I got up and then on all fours, looking into the tiny hole about an inch off the ground, said to my friend, we got to go get the ball. The ball went through the hole. And that's just what I yelled at seven years old at two in the morning to my best friend. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep the show going. It's a fun life to have night terrors. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. The next comic is their first time on the show. So you know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show. We give them a huge, warm welcome. So you can get that started right now, which means clap your hands with your bodies. That's right. Give a warm welcome to Opie. Yay, me. Uh, I, don't, I don't have night terrors. I, I used to sleepwalk, though. Uh, one time, my mom caught me in the middle of the night sleepwalking. I was cutting cucumbers. <laughs> like, even in my dreams, I could always go for a nice salad. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm all about, you know? It's good to be here, though. It's good to be here with all these nice people. I've been getting a lot of arguments with my friends recently because I got bad movie opinions. Or that's what they say, at least. Like, people argue all the time about movies. Like, oh, what about Moonlight? Or what about, like, uh, Get Out? And I'm like, yo, I think Air Bud is a good movie. <laughs> Have you seen Air Bud? That's a good movie. It's about a dog that plays basketball. <laughs> and that's not the best part. <laughs> you know what the best part about Air Bud is to me? It's about a dog that plays basketball and starts. <laughs> which means there's a kid who's on the bench right 
who has to watch a dog get more? Don't you want to see an ESPN 30 for 30 on that kid? That is a seventh grader who really wants to see a golden retriever sprain his ankle. That kid sucks. <laughs> Uh, my name is Opie. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm getting a lot of compliments on my hot top fade with the twist, or as I like to call it, Black Lives Matter in the front. <laughs> Spends rent money on Yeezys in the back. <laughs> my hairline says I'm woke. My sneakers, they say I'm about to be evicted. That's, <laughs> that's real talk. Is, my name is Opie. It's short for Akbayemi Alabaju. I'm from Africa. You guys know Africa, right? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know that place with the starving children your parents used to reference in order to get you to eat your vegetables? Yeah, that Africa. That would always be a weird parenting tactic to me. Came off a little paranoid, like, hey kids, you better eat your vegetables before those starving Africans get them. I mean, you wouldn't want them to grow big and strong, move to Hawaii, learn communism, and become the 44th president of the United States now, would you? <laughs> I'm from Nigeria. Uh, I'm from Nigeria. It's a developing third world country. That's just a fancy way of saying we have running water, but we don't have a Chipotle yet. <laughs> we don't even have a McDonald's. We have a Mr. Biggs, though. Mr. Biggs is dope. Yeah, it's just like McDonald's. The only major difference, instead of toys, the kids' meals come with the t-shirts and the losing Super Bowl team, so. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, man, Buffalo Bills again. <laughs> this is the fourth year in a row. That's my African voice, by the way. <laughs> I am proud to be Nigerian. I think you should be proud of your heritage, you know, so long as you're willing to admit your people are kind of shitty. Do you know what I mean? If you can admit the shitty things your people do, go ahead and throw a parade, you know? That's my policy, you know? Like, before I say that, though, people always think, like, Nigeria is, like, this, like, crazy, war-torn, like, area. It's like, nah, I grew up in Lagos. It's like a city. Like, imagine L.A., but no white people. Like, imagine L.A., but everyone is played by Eddie Murphy. That's what... <laughs> Nigeria looks like. And I don't know white people sounds a little awkward, but realize you don't got to worry about flash mobs. You don't got to worry <laughs> about people ask you to sign a petition. <laughs> I grew up in the first five years of my life. I never saw a kid on a leash. It was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I am proud to be Nigerian, though. You know, I can admit the shitty things we've done, though. I can admit the shitty things we've done. You know, we had a civil war. We're known for that email scam thing. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're still falling for that, it's your fault. <laughs> It's the oldest scam in the book. The only scam that's older is got your nose. That's how old <laughs> that scam is. I still think, though, the worst things Nigerians we've ever done is to the people to the north of us in Niger. Yo, we just stole their name. <laughs> yeah, we stole their name. We put an I and an A in front of us. Like, hey, sorry, dog. It's a totally different country. I don't know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> Do you know what sucks is? We're more known worldwide. Perfect example. I'm from Nigeria. You call me Nigerian, right? But if you're from Niger... I have no idea what you're called, dog. If I were to guess, though, white people can't say it. <laughs> I'm happy to be in America. It's a, it's a cool time to be in America. It's real chill right now, you know? <laughs> I came here through the visa lottery. I came here through the visa lottery. Like, people want to get rid of that. People are like, yo, if we, like, it's like a lottery where you can get your green card to come to America. People are like, nah, it shouldn't be a lottery. It should be qualified candidates. And you know what? I think I agree. I think if you want to come to America, you got to earn it. You know what I mean? You got to show that you're qualified. You got to win your green card fair and square through the claw machine. That's my policy. <laughs>
I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a lawyer. No, you got to show them you got the skills to win two stuff Tweety Birds. That's my policy. <laughs> I love America. Like, people think now because of Trump, America's more racist. I think America's always been racist. I think the people aren't that racist. Like, I, when I travel all over America, I don't mean a lot of racists. I just mean a lot of jolly alcoholics. That's what I mean. <laughs> If America were to change its flag, it would just be a bald eagle trying to get out of a DUI. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm just trying to get home. <laughs> I like going around America because you get to meet cool, interesting people. Like, I recently did a show, and I met a dude who told me he was a magician. And I asked him, yo, when did you know you wanted to become a magician? And he looked me dead in the eyes, and he goes, become? <laughs> I was born a magician. And I was like, word? <laughs> you were born a magician? Nah, I get it. Nah, I get it. Your mom's water broke, but instead of liquids, doves just flew out of her vagina. <laughs> and the labor must have taken like forever, right? Because the umbilical cord, the doctor kept pulling out into like uh, multicolored handkerchiefs. <laughs> nah, stop. I guarantee you went to make the first incision, but he accidentally split the mother in half by accident. He reached in and tried to grab the baby, kept pulling out white rabbits instead. He pulled out a brown one, the expecting father was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Told me that black rabbit was your yoga instructor. He's a dumb guy, black rabbits don't do yoga. Anyway. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. The baby walks in. <laughs> He's wearing a top hat, white glove, small one. Don't judge you guys, it's a baby, come on. The doctor tries to grab the baby, right? But it disappears in a cloud of smoke. Then you hear a wham, wham, but it's coming from the mother's mouth. Yeah. Then you see a little white hand shoot out the mom's mouth. Then the head and the rest of the baby's body. Now pay attention, because here's where it gets weird. The baby slides down, looks around, starts to levitate while breastfeeding both of his parents. <laughs> I told you it got weird. <laughs> then he looks straight ahead at the frightened doctor and goes, check your back pocket. <laughs> the doctor reaches in his back pocket, right? And he pulls out the baby's foreskin. <laughs> he unravels it. Inside is a picture of the baby holding the ace of spades. <laughs> the doctor says, is that your, the baby says, is that your card? <laughs> the doctor says, yeah, but who the fuck are you? <laughs> the baby says, oh, you don't recognize me, son? <laughs> the doctor says, dad, this is impossible. You've been dead for nine months. <laughs> call that joke baby daddy <laughs> thanks a lot that's my time thank you so much wait a minute i'm sorry did i predict opie's baby joke whilst on medical marijuana this weekend <laughs> Thank you so much. One more time for Opie. Give it up for Opie. 
I didn't realize I was going to be so good at that. I was good at that. Did you see how good I was at doing that stance and that like back away thing? That was I was great at that. I should definitely like I have I have there's a future for me in Vegas. Um, I'm really excited to find that out about myself. I didn't even know that I could kind of do that. But then now I'm just like no, like you know you walk on water. That's easy. That's just like plexiglass under the water. You know how it's done. You know how it's done. How was your day today? Yeah. What did you do? For some reason, I thought this might be possible. You hung out with your cat? How'd that go? What'd y'all do? Where where were those? They're gro- they're growing in the garden. What a day. Um, now, who suggested it? That you go look at the artichokes, you were the cat. Honestly, straight up, your life sounds fucking fantastic. I work way too hard, you know, and like I'm stressed out all the time. And it's not, it's not doesn't, I'm not saying you don't work. I'm saying... This is my failing as a person. Here I've been given this life and I'm just like emailing. And I could be doing this? Is there, are there, is there, are there other vegetables out there? What else you got? That sounds, well, first of all, I'm in. I love when things are small. Smaller than usual. That's adorable. Small, tiny peppers, tiny tomatoes. What else? No, I don't fucking know. You're the one with the garden. Oh, you mean they're going to get bigger? Oh, I thought you were just growing, like, specifically small. What? They got small tomatoes? In here judging me like they don't have a fucking shit ton of small tomatoes. Grape tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes. That's the amount I know. Roma! Three. I know the names of three small tomatoes. <laughs> anything else? No, I mean, anything else in the garden? Well, that was a real twist. Let me ask a follow-up. What does a passion fruit look like? Wait, did you just say, do you want to explain the Australians? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. They're, everybody here is Australian. Just... I like you. I like your outfit. I like your attitude. I like your hobbies. And maybe it's even your job. I don't know. I didn't ask you yet. Is looking at the vegetables what you do for a living? And it might be. Uh, and everybody else is Australians? <laughs> Let me, I'll, I'll describe what I think a passion fruit is. You say yes or no. It's like an, a little, uh, like almost like a mango shape, but it's got a bunch of, no, that's a dragon fruit. Okay, passion fruit. It's almost like red. No. Why would it be that? That's not what it is. What does it look like? You're from Australia. You would know. I don't know why this, you would know. Yeah. 
So wrinkly, yeah. What? It looks rotten, but it's good, yeah. In there, passion. If you can get in there, passion. Oh, wow. Amazing. Are you from Australia? Yes. Everyone is. These three. Do you all are you do y'all know each other? Yeah. Yeah. Do you live in Los Angeles now or are you visiting? You live in Los Angeles now. Now, is there a reason that Australians would be better able to describe a passion fruit? Is that like a, an Australian fruit? You eat them a lot. Because it's like always, it's like mangroves. We always have mangroves. We always have summer fruits. Yeah. Australia always has summer fruits. <laughs> like mangoes. Okay. <laughs> and why are you sitting in the middle of these three Australians? Everything that you've said. <laughs> I believe. But I feel that a trick could happen at any moment. Um, well, anything else I should know about Australia? Just pretty much the fruits. Is what I know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, look, congrats to all of you who are clearly doing a lot right. And thank you so much for being here. Let's hear it for these people. What a treat! Oh my gosh. Did you feel like who felt like they learned a lot about Australia? And which fruits are passionate? Shrivelly, you gotta get in there. The tomatoes are small because it's early. Okay. But a grape tomato isn't just like a young baby tomato. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Otherwise, what carnage? <laughs> These are so young. These ones are so young. These ones are so young. These have had a little longer to live, so they've gotten round. And then they, these ones got, they got skinny again, but these are just teenagers. Okay, well, we'll move the show along. Boy, is this fun. I don't want to stop. Now I want to know about all of you. Each of you could be this interesting. Okay. Are you ready for more show? Please welcome back to the stage here. Put your hands together. The amazing Ashley Barnhill. Give it up. Come on. Let's hear it. I love my Tomboy X underwear. I'm a big fan. 
of the four inch briefs and the six and a half inch briefs all in the micro modal fabric. They're very comfy. It's almost like I'm not even wearing underwear at all because Tomboy X makes kick ass gender neutral underwear for all people, all bodies, all sizes and all skin tones. That's why I love them. Tomboy X just released Tomboy X neutrals nude underwear done the Tomboy X way. If you're not wearing them, you're definitely missing out. Tomboy X neutrals are nude shades that won't show through clothes. They come in a diverse spectrum of shades and cuts, including bralettes, bikinis, boy shorts, and boxer briefs. And they come in all sizes, XS through 4X. Tomboy X neutrals are made of luxurious micromodal fabric that's eco-friendly and light as air. Silky soft waistbands won't dig in, and body-hugging fits won't ride up. When you buy Tomboy X neutrals, you're aligned with a brand that shares your values and gets products that fit your identity. Discover your inner tomboy at tomboyx.com slash hands together neutral. And when you order your neutrals, enter hands together neutral to get an extra 15% off. Again, get an extra 15% off when you enter hands together neutral at tomboyx.com slash hands together neutral. Okay, we have two final comics left. Are you excited for them? I'm excited for them. Keep it going, because this next comic, it's their first time on the show, so let's keep that big welcome going for Chris Turner! Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. God save the Queen. It's delightful to be here. I'm Chris. I'm 28 years old. Cannot grow a beard. Do not have a chin. (laughs) Currently a better joke for those of you sat at the sides of the room. People in the middle, you are missing out somewhat, but do not worry. There you go. That's my face. Don't feel sad. You're covering your chin. That feels really like... You're just like, sympathy. That's okay. Don't show it off now as well. Just like, yeah, perfect point. Yeah. You got a chin? I don't need sympathy. I can still do everything you can do. (laughs) Except fold a towel. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. I moved uh, to Los Angeles a few months ago. It's uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, No chin, but I do have a foreskin. I think that's the thing that sets me apart from... (laughs) You guys. Um, I didn't know that was a thing you guys did. Uh, still find it pretty surprising. Did some research, found out why. Apparently you collect those foreskins up, knit them together, make a president. <laughs> I did. I moved here, moved here with my fiancé. Um, thank you. I mainly proposed so I could justify buying myself a second ring. <laughs> that is... Big fan of rings, dress for the job you want. I'm going for Pope. <laughs> but it's nice. She's, um, she's wonderful. Very, very beautiful, long blonde hair. Um, or a very short back. <laughs> I don't know. How, how do you tell? I, I wish you could see a picture. Like, see like a real world example of someone batting way above their average because she is substantially less attractive than me. It's shocking. It really is. I know. It's hard to... Oh, I'm such, I'm, it's a joke. It's a jest. <laughs> physically, physically impossible. Uh, we, we, we moved here so I could pursue my blossoming hip-hop career. That's the, that's the reason. It's not a joke, but thank you. Uh, 
I was 12 years old in, in Manchester, England, when I first heard Dr. Dre. And 12 years, yeah, 12 years old when you hear Dr. Dre. I thought it was pronounced Dr. Dr. E. It's pretty, pretty heavy stuff. And I moved on. I was like, oh, yeah, I listened to Eminem, which is, you know, some of you guys might know him by his Roman name, Thousand and Thousand. <laughs> And my mum didn't like it. She's like, Christopher, the violent, misogynistic lyrics and imagery are making you a worse person. And whilst I disagree with that hoe, I accept that there is an aspect of it. And I, again, jesty jest. She's wonderful. She is the reason I am here. Paid for the plane tickets. Very kind mother. She... <laughs> like... I, I, my older brother, Michael, was the guy that got me into it. He was older than me, always looked up to him. He's a very intelligent man. He's got Asperger's. So if you give him a Rubik's Cube, it takes him like 15 seconds uh, to say thank you. <laughs> he wrote that joke for me. I don't understand it. Um, but he, he got me into hip-hop and he got me into freestyle rap. Uh, and that's rap where you, you make up raps based on whatever. Uh, and so, because I'm here now and there's lots of you, let's try and you know, get, the, get the brand going. Um, let's find out from you guys, if you could hear a, a rap about anything in the world, what would it be, right? Think of a, a word, a topic or a phrase. No food or animals, they're really easy and boring. Nothing too obvious in general. Don't shout out chin and think you're really clever, because... <laughs> Literally 700 people have done that uh, before. So let's get some... The best suggestion I've ever had, ninth century crop rotation. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to beat that, but this confident man here thinks he can because he put his hand up straight away, which is... Uh, I'm going to take five suggestions, so set us off on a good note. Scandinavia. Mmm, nice. Very general. Yeah, cool. Scandinavia. You were going to go with Iceland, but no, yeah, that's okay. Scandinavia, perfect. Uh, let's get a word from this kind of quadrant. Power tools. Lovely. Again, no specific one. Scandinavia, group of Nordic countries. Power tools. Group of things to make you feel like a big, big boy. Word from the, the big, the big wedge here. Gingers. As in, as in the hair, people with ginger hair. Yeah? Do you, do you have ginger hair yourself? Cool, good. You're allowed to say that suggestion then. Um, word, from, word from this side. Mass incarceration. I love it. Thank you very much. And don't worry, no one noticed you slip up on the pronunciation in the second word. Um, uh, mass incarceration, gingers. Let's pick a specific aspect of being a ginger. Not something, you know, obvious like, oh, burning in the sun or having a recessive gene that will eventually die out. Sticking out in a crowd. I love it. Sticking out in a crowd as a ginger. Mass incarceration, power tools, Scandinavia. One final one. Let's make it the piece de resistance. Bailey J. Bailey J. You'll need to define that, because that may very well be a cultural-specific thing that I'm not aware of, being from the other side of an ocean. That's an adult film actress. An adult film actress, Bailey J. Three... What was that? Transgender. Oh, wonderful stuff. Some, you said transsexual, someone said transgender. I'm glad they said it louder than you. Sorry to... Um, <laughs> Bailey J. I love it. Uh, this, then, lovely people of UCB Franklin is a freestyle. So, right, made up on the spot. Based on those suggestions, don't worry. It's not anywhere near as atrociously bad as you think it might be. Um... 
some of you seem very unconvinced. If we can drop the beat, good sir, let's uh, show them how we do. It's going to be pretty fun. I hope you're excited as well. Okay, you spread your leg when I address you like these encompassing a wide girth like the Nordic countries. Is it an arrangement for trade and friendship? Or maybe they just want a cool name to call it. They're like, okay, we got Denmark, Norway, what's Ravia? Maybe bring together, call that holding Scandinavia. Yeah, Scandi. I like it. What a cool lad. Sounds like you're naked when you're scandally clad, which they do in the saunas. It's part of the culture. You're walking with your pants on. They swoop them off like a vulture. They're like, Chris, you got to be naked here. This is a true story from Norway last year. I was there. I was walking around. I was lingering, looking everywhere. Lots of blondes, but no gingers in. Kind of weird in any way. It's kind of inciting strangeness because weirdly they're descended from the Viking. They should be inviting the ginger gene in, getting red hairs in the beard on the chin. And when you are ginger, you should stand up proud and be like, hey, everybody, look at me in the crowd. I got red hair, but I don't care. I'm living my dream. I wear sunglasses, big hat, and also sunscreen. In LA, you know, it's hard to survive. If you got red hair, you're gonna burn up alive, burn to a crisp. It's hard to resist, but what a real shock. When you walk out of your local barbershop, everybody stops and stares at you. They're like, I want your skin tone. Also want your nice hair. I take a photo when I get home. I copy it. Sorry to do weird impressions. Let's go over here. Yeah, I got a suggestion. America. It's what frustrates me. When someone commits a crime, you don't let them walk free. I'm not saying free every criminal in the world. I'm just saying, don't be like, ah, you're a girl, get in jail. You're a boy, get in jail. You're a child, get in jail. Everybody get in jail and run wild. I will suggest this. I'll go so far. Return people for drugs in their car. If they've got open a container, why put them in prison? It's a no-brainer. Preaching to the choir, preaching to the liberals in here. Transgender porn stars. Yeah, it's queer. It's kind of fun. We should be fucking every single one. Every single person under the sun. I fucked as a guy, now I fuck as a girl too. And I can tell you, there's one that I prefer to. It's so great. Hold your hands up and say hip hip hooray. Nice initials, BJ, when you're Bailey J. What a cool pun. It's so damn cool. My favorite thing in porn now is the use of power tools. The size of the dildos getting wider and wider until I question, can you fit that inside of a back? When I was younger, in my front yard, I was watching my dad hammering hard with a power tool, not in a sexual way. He's putting up a nice flower pot for us to display and go in, Chris. When you're older, you want to get skills. Maybe go to Sweden and borrow one of their drills to EU regulations. Theirs have more watts, and so you can turn it and hang up the flower pots. There you go. Thank you very much. You guys have been lovely. I'm Chris. I'll see you guys again. Cheers. Maria, I have terrible news. I'm going to break up that person's impending marriage because I'm now in love with Chris Turner. That person was so good. What a, what a, what a likable comic, right? Standing up here, just winning us right away. Oh, I'm furious. So much magnetism! And then at the end, oh, shut up. You shut your mouth and you move back. (laughs) 
No, Chris was great. We got one final comic on the show tonight. Oof! One final comic. Let's hear it. Let's hear it right now. Do you have it in your hearts for your final comic? I know you did. You know what's what's just unbelievably wild is that this person is, um, you know, just truly like a top tier comic and for some reason we have never had them on Put Your Hands Together until tonight. I think that we've had like some schedule changes and stuff but I cannot believe that when I found that out. So, wow, what a great night for you that you get to see this person. Please, let's let's hear it right now. Welcome to the stage. Long overdue, Lori Kilmartin. Give it up for Lori. Lori Kilmartin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks That's, for having me on your show, yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. I'm so glad it finally worked out. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. So what have you been working on lately? Um, it turns out I've been working on one joke for three mm-hmm. months. Ooh, I love when that happens. <laughs> and I keep thinking I have it, and I was like, I'm, oh, I fucking don't yet. There's something yeah. something missing. It's I feel like nuts. I've been working on a joke for a year, and I still can't figure out the ending to the joke that makes sense. That's happened as well. That's <laughs> happened as well. It like, have you ever had a joke where it works fine, but you know it's not done? Yes, yes, yes. You cannot yeah. figure out what the ending is. Yes. And also the audience is definitely like, this could be better, even if they don't know it or not. <laughs> well, there's also jokes where you're like, I'm working too hard to sell this one. Yeah, like, uh, it, it Because it needs it needs the extra salesmanship. It yeah, needs yeah. a little tap down. So right. I'd, like to, I'd like it to just work by itself. To just come out and yeah. be its own thing. It doesn't yeah. have to wear shoes. <laughs> This joke can be barefoot. <laughs> yes, exactly. In shorts, fishing. Yeah, yes. just do whatever. Whistling if it wants to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I guess I'm in that space where I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm not coming out with like tons of material and it's just like inch by inch. I'm, it, sure. it feels like um, trench warfare. Oh, yeah. That's a great metaphor. <laughs> I was going to talk about like sprints versus marathons, but trench warfare is actually, I think, way more accurate. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying not to get shot. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, aren't we all? <laughs> really? It's Pretty true. much. Um, <laughs> and you've been doing like road gigs because you also write on Conan. Yeah, I have more stuff coming up. Um, I'm going to be in Boston at the end of the month at Live Boston and then at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. Perfect. Uh, and Acme in, uh, in Minneapolis. These are all great spots. Yeah, I'm sorry. So people should go see Lori Kilmartin at those places. Yeah, if you can, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lori, for Thanks being for on the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Outstanding hoof claws. Hey, friends, you know what? That is our show. Why don't you want to keep it going for all the comics you saw tonight? And for Rhea. And for Cameron. And we will see you next week. Have a great rest of your night. Good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together.
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.